So we have to have big changes in our life, and uh, we have to we have to take the whole package of what it means to become uh, born again. And um, in Luke chapter thirteen, um, the one one asks the um, the Lord, Lord, are there few that be saved? And Jesus said, Strive to enter in to the kingdom of heaven, for many shall seek to enter in and shall not be able. Welcome to the Comeback Experience Podcast. I am your host, Riley June, Master Life Coach and Behavioral Therapist. I am here to help you conquer your fears, hardships, and painful past in the name of Jesus through prayer, taking radical responsibility over your life, and scriptural encouragement. You can expect to say goodbye to your anxieties and step into your comeback season starting today. It's not about making sure you're ready. It's about one degree shifts at a time, day by day. It's time to rise into your purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life now. Let's dive in. Hey love, welcome back to another session. I am really excited to have a very special guest here on the show today. And this isn't one of our typical guests that we have, but probably one of the more important episodes that you will ever listen to that crosses paths with this episode. Alan Manson is an evangelist of over 30 years in Australia. And what he has to share with us today about biblical truth and what it truly means to walk with the Lord in our day-to-day life is so vital and important to not only your salvation, or I should say most importantly your salvation, but also in truly living a better life, not one that is fixated on all the things that you're going to gather, gain, and get, but one that is serving of God. Have you ever done something in your life like, you know, give a homeless person some money or some food, or held the door open for someone, or, you know, took time out of your day or whatever to help somebody along in their life, and you likely walked away feeling really good. There's a reason that that happens, and it is because of God's will for us to serve, and to serve each other, and to love one another, not to accept where we are because when we accept where we are we fall short um fall short to the prey of the enemy telling us and validating us oh you're good enough here you're good enough here you're good enough here when we have a lifetime of improvement to lean into and so with that being said i don't want to do this episode any disservice or any disjustice and i'm just going to turn it over to the interview I invite you to really go into this one with an open heart and an open mind, especially if you're someone who's been toying with New Age, who is leaving New Age. Alan, actually, his journey started in New Age and being saved from Christ changed his life. And I mean, amen, I can attest to that. That has truly been my experience too. I'm only in the infant stages of coming to my faith, but nonetheless, it has been such a beautiful walk with Christ thus far and not that it will ever change in that devotion and dedication but I digress so if you're coming into the Lord if you've been thinking about baptism this is going to be an episode for you because Alan really paints such a vital perspective on something that a lot of people and churches overlook today and that is what baptism really truly means for our soul for our salvation for our walk with Christ 
and why it truly gets to be taken so much more seriously. All right, let's dig in. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to a very special episode. I am really excited to have this beautiful discussion today with Alan Manson. Alan, thank you so much for being here with us today. And and please correct me if I said your name incorrect. No, no, that's fine, Riley. And uh, it's my pleasure to be here too, to chat with you. Yeah. So just some context for those who are listening. So one of the things that I've been talking about on the podcast is how I've been going out into different podcasting groups and networking and connecting with other people, whether they be of faith or not of faith for different um, understandings, whether it be anxiety based. And in this particular case, we are going to be doing a really incredible conversation on biblically based God-led truth. And I think that I'm going to give you a, a moment here to like share with everyone what it is that you do, Alan, and, and go into who you are. But I think this is really important, this conversation, because there's a lot of people who were like me and, and my listeners who were all things New Age spirituality, and they predicated themselves at the very least of everything on finding truth. And it actually led them mm. back to God. And there's there's kind of this like 50-50 split of people who have come to God, but they haven't come to Jesus. And so obviously in my podcast, we talk about, well, the only way to get to the real God is through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's going to require you to lean into scripture above your own desires, emotions, experiences. And so we're going to be talking about all these things today. So Alan, I'd love for you to just kick this off with letting everybody know who you are, and what it is that you do in this world. And then I have some really great questions to follow. Okay, good. Well, um, I was, uh, I'm retired. I've been retired nearly 10 years. And um, I, in my working life, I was a, a radio and electronics engineer. And I also did uh, technical writing, writing uh, maintenance manuals for people uh, like car manufacturers. So um, that's really what I did. Um, but since retirement, um, I've uh, put together two websites. One of them's now defunct, but um, I've now got a website uh, and it's titled mygospel.info and it's promoting the Apostle Paul's gospel that he says that Jesus will use to judge Christians by as to whether they've obeyed the gospel. Mm. So uh, this is a very hard message uh, to promote because uh, Christians have been told that um, pretty much the gospel is um, an easy way to to Christ um, because it's by grace we are saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I don't deny that. But uh, the Apostle Apostle Paul's gospel relates more to what I've termed as initial and final salvation, where uh, we are saved by grace through faith, which is initial uh, salvation, but then we've got to be born again, and then we've got to grow spiritually, meaning mature, as like a little child, and then go through to become a strong young man, a father, and then ultimately a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so uh, this is a very important aspect of spiritual growth that is not recognized in the churches today. I, Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And I really love this because 
one of the things that all, that led me to really wanting to better understand truth period like even when covid started that was really the beginning of me starting to seek okay what's bigger than just like my own universe basically mm. um was that if i wanted to understand truth and from a spiritual context god i needed to go to the very book that talks about him mm. and i have a lot of people who argue and and i argued this as well as okay well what why the christian god above all else and then when you read the scripture you realize it's the only let's say relationship you can develop where someone was sacrificed in your name mm. and that your obedience above all else and reading the word and staying true to that that's mm. your key that's your that's your fine paid essentially you know jesus paid our fine and the only way to claim it is to be obedient yes. to scripture yes and so for you one of what um one of the things that you talked about in an episode that i'm going to be linking as just a uh, a segment for you guys to come in um check into in the show notes and then as well as Alan, your, your podcast as well. Hmm. But this particular episode was this idea of being born again. And I think that this is really hmm. important because one of the things that really triggered me in the beginning of my coming to understand God, and by no means do I fully understand him yet, but in this journey was that I knew I needed to be baptized and mm. that was one of that was a first step. That was like stage one. And mm. we see through examples throughout the Bible. And, and if you have specifics, please let me know. I always like to go mm. through afterwards and find references or even course correct myself. I'm like, actually, what I said here wasn't correct at five minutes and 24 seconds. It's this. But yes. um, you know, it's it's the apostles going out and the disciples going out and they're baptizing people in different lakes and rivers. And this is sure. that first initiation to Christ. How important sure. is baptism to the the experience of becoming um, uh, becoming a disciple, if you will, or, or a Dis uh, disciple of Jesus? Yeah, Christ. disciple of Jesus Christ. Yes. Well, water baptism um, is not uh, that's conducted in the churches today is not conducted as it should be. Mm. Um, uh, the link is going a bit. Uh, are you okay there, Riley? I can hear you perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. No worries. Okay. Well, uh, what <laughs> water baptism in the churches today is uh, corrupt. I have to say, mm -hmm. uh, water baptism is a a process, but it's more of a commitment to uh, become a disciple of Jesus Christ and to follow Him and ultimately to become an enemy of the devil. Now, a lot of Christians are led into the water and they go in dry and they come out wet, but there really isn't a lot of change in them or their lifestyle. Mm. And um, and it's meant to be more than that. So from, from my own um, understanding and my own lifestyle, um, we have to become holy as God is holy because the Bible says, Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. So we have to have big changes in our life, and uh, we have to we have to take the whole package of what it means to become uh, born again. And um, in Luke chapter thirteen, um, the one one asks the um, the Lord, Lord, are there few that be saved? And Jesus said. Strive to enter in to the kingdom of heaven, for many shall seek to enter in and shall not be able. 
And so this is really a scene more at the end of the rapture where there's all, you know, the rapture occurs where, you know, there's two in the field, one's taken, the other's left. There's two in a bed, one's taken, the other left and so on. And um, this is really what's going to happen uh, once the rapture happens. And these people will be standing out and they're saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. Haven't we done many mighty works in your name? Haven't we cast out devils? Haven't we, you know, done many mighty works? And he'll say, I never knew you. So this is all part of that uh, baptism thing. The baptism is really counting the cost. And um, if I can just... Uh, um, so the cost, if we look at Luke 20, it says, and there were great multitudes with him, and he turned and he said unto them, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he hath sufficient to finish it? Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation, he's not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, <clears throat> This man began to build and was not able to finish. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. So this is really what um, baptism really means. It means that you understand the conditions associated with the contract. Yeah. In other words, it's a two it's a two part contract. Yeah. Um, as as any commercial contract is, you know, both parties have got to honour what's written on the paper, and uh, the, the 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 you know Jesus says you've got to take up your cross and follow me, and um, and and that's what I did over thirty years ago. Um, as Riley's uh, familiar with what my testimony is, when I came to Jesus after coming out of the New Age movement, and I'll just say a little bit about that, yeah. because I was seeking for uh, Jesus. Well, I was seeking for God. I was seeking for God for um, for a while. I was reading New Age books, and then I en ended up in the Spiritualist Church, and I was doing spiritual healing one day, and I was praying over a man's aura. And as I went round near his back, where the chakra points are, there was this steady stream of warm air coming out of the rear of his back, and I couldn't believe it. And my whole face started to tingle. And then I, I you know, being the engineer, I hit the reset button, started all over again, and there it was the second time when I went round near his back. And my my whole mouth and face were just totally numb, and it was a, an incredible sensation. And it was extremely real. And this was Satan's plan to, to where I was seeking God, he was trying to steer me off onto another pathway. And I was really heading that way. But my after I told my wife and my mother back then, um, they steered me away. And so um, in, the, in the Bible, there's a story of Balaam's ass where Balaam was the uh, prophet who was going astray from God and God used the ass to speak to him. And so I went to this uh, woman who was uh, running this um, uh, spiritualist church and I said, look, I've got to leave. What do you suggest I do? And she told me the perfect way of reading the Bible. And uh, I couldn't believe it. I said, you want me to go home and read the Bible? 
And she said, yes. So that's what I did. And it took me about a year to read it from cover to cover. And I got absolutely nothing out of it because I was not born again. I was reading it from uh, uh, an intellectual point of view. And and although I remembered some stories from um, Sunday school and church, it didn't do anything to me until after I had this born again experience some months later. So uh, that was uh, that's really the background behind uh, that. I will say that um, after um, I'd had my, sorry, prior to having my born again experience, and it was in this stage after my first wife left me and my two children. There's a big price to pay. That was a big price to pay to enter into God's kingdom. Wow. But when I was living on my own, I said to the Lord. Lord, I want to be tested to see if I'm worthy to enter into your kingdom. Yeah. You know, and that's really where I've had a lot of uh, issues too because my second wife, um, she was part of a, uh, a witch coven that was in a Pentecostal church back then, and I didn't know about witchcraft. It was all new to me back then. And um, I could tell you a lot more about that, and some of it's in my testimony on my podcast. Um, but, you know, this is how God teaches his people. Sometimes he has to teach them the hard lessons of life. So um, does that answer your question there? Yeah, it, it really does, because it's so interesting to me. Um, there's a lot of people who come to me and they're like, you know, you like dove right into this. And I'm like, well when you find the truth, you don't want to mess around with this. Like you, you don't want to try and skirt the system. And, you know, we already morally try and do that anyways, or subconsciously. So why not try and do it the best way you can with the knowledge you have? And that's only going to grow as you dig into scripture and and you live and breathe it as it is, as if it is the oxygen of your breath. And I have a lot of people who come to me and they'll go like, Oh, okay, well, you know, I'm starting to explore this for myself. What do I have to lose? Like, why wouldn't I just read the Bible? And I'm like, okay, well, put your seatbelt on because you have everything to lose. That's the thing. (laughs) And that scares a lot of people because Mm. for them, they're in the secular world. They're in new age spiritualities. And Mm. it's this inflation of ego that cons, you know, you're all powerful. You have the capacity Mm. to heal. You can lead, you know, the, the people out of the trenches but when you come to Jesus, you realize that none of that matters and none of those things are pre-qualifying correct. factors for you that actually now That's you're correct. going to lead. Jesus is going to lead through you and you have to be willing to mm-hmm. empty yourself to him to be able to have that to happen. And I found that so interesting to Very me true. because my test was financial. I had built this beautiful business that was, you know, what I thought was helping people it was mm. essentially witchcraft as well. And when I realized this, mm. me, I have young kids and uh, my husband was sick at the time. It was how I was providing for our family. And I had to lean into my faith more than anything I had ever known and trust that God was going to hold us through this, that in this transition, his sign would be his support. And he absolutely mm. came through but that didn't come without challenges. I had to close down my mm. practice. And and whether that's closing down your practice, recently it was actually turning down another job. I was gonna just completely stop what I was doing and go to mm. another job. But when it came to the values of the company, 
it was supporting forward facing social justice movements. And I was like, yeah, I can't against my faith that I'm not going to stand for that. I won't put that, you know, that hat, the company hat on, if you will. And I had to, you know, come back again, not that I'd left it, but, you know, sit in my faith and say, God, like, is this for me? What, what do you want me to do here? And he sent me a client who very much wants to learn more about the scripture and be more led. But I understand for myself, that also requires me to be devoted in that practice that I can't point fingers and say, Hey, you should do this if I'm not willing to do it too. And so Alan, yes, as you you know, you come into this awareness, you have this awakening moment, you're being tested and in a really challenging way. I know this is a loaded question, but to reflect in an oversighting way, how has been, how has being obedient to God helped you to really encapsulate or develop that true understanding, you know, as true as it can be at any given moment in time, but like just continue to build on the truth of what God has planned for you or how he is going, how you're going to allow him to work through you. Does that make sense? Uh, Yes. Um, Let me answer it this way. Um, For somebody, first of all, I'm 100% rooted in the King James scriptures. This is an old Bible, of course. Um, and I find that it's the only one that you can really rely on because a lot of the Bibles today uh, have been authored by men and, and women. Uh, for instance, the NIV, one of the women that was on the NIV committee was a lesbian. So I'll just leave that where it is. Yeah. Uh, but the King James Bible does not have copyright on it. And um, so I'm rooted in that. And I believe that God has uh, endorsed his word through that Bible. And so his word becomes living in me. And I dwell on his word every day. Whatever I'm doing, um, his word is always going through my mind. And uh, like when I'm talking to you, um, I, I I got a word and I thought, well, I'll share that if I, if it's appropriate. Yeah. My, but this is, this is how, how it works. And and so I've done uh, things like evangelism on the street. Mm. Uh, I've done it many, many years ago, and some people would find, most people would find it very challenging. And I, and the first day that I went into the city of Melbourne here in Victoria, and I stood there, I was shaking, and I didn't know what, what to expect. But you know, you, you open yourself up to God on one hand, and you could say Jesus was standing next to me. And I was just being welcoming to people and saying, good day, how are you? Nice, nice day, et cetera. And then I'd try and start up a conversation so that I could discuss with the person, find out whether they were saved, meaning Christian, or whether they were unsaved and whether they needed to hear the gospel. Yeah. So in your life, and um, this is what I mean, you have to understand the scriptures because the scriptures are truth. And the scriptures are leading you to become a servant of the Most High God here on earth. Um, the, your our prime responsibility is to become fishers of men and women. Yeah. So the idea is is that we've got to use the gospel as the bait on the hook to cast into the uh, sea of humanity, 
and using that bait and that hook, try and pull them out of secularism and into God's kingdom. Okay, but once they're in there, then they've got to be fed, and they've got to be fed on the milk of the word and, and moving on to the meat of the word because unless they are able to stand the meat of the word, they can't grow to full maturity. And, for, and the meat of the word in the Bible is termed sound doctrine. Yeah. And uh, and that's really what is missing in a lot of the churches today. So this is, from my perspective, we've got uh, Christians that are in the churches who aren't even quite babies um, because they're not born again. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've really entered into a religious experience and they haven't matured the way God requires them to be. And I've reached out to a lot of ministries over the time. Um, at the moment, if you go onto my webpage and you click on Challenge, you'll see there that I've reached out to over 160 ministries in the last four years sharing the gospel of initial and final salvation. And uh, I, I can say that I've had literally no response, no positive response. Wow. Probably only a handful of them have actually responded and with some form of a you know, placid response, but nothing meaningful where you get any discussion. And this is really the, the saddest thing about it all. And in the, the book of Revelation, Jesus uh, reaches out to the church at, um, at Laodicea and he says, I, I wish or I would that you were hot or cold and not lukewarm. Mm. Now, hot means, hey, brother, that's fantastic. I believe everything you say. Yes, it's confirmed in the word. Praise the Lord. You know, this is the way it is. Or he says, oh, I don't know about that, brother. I can't agree with this and I can't agree with that. So that's the two examples of being hot or cold. But the thing is, what I'm finding with most Christians today is that you can reach out to them and all you get is silence. That is being lukewarm. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. name will not appear in my mouth at all. Yeah. So the Christians today and the leadership today are not warning people and they should be encouraging people from their pulpits that you should have an opinion in things in the Christian area as to whether they're right or wrong, whether you agree or you disagree. But this doesn't happen today. So this is really what walking in the spirit is really all about. Romans 8.1, it, it says, Therefore there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. And you'll find in the, in the modern Bibles, they put a full stop there and that's it. But in the King James, it says, who walk not after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. Yeah. So this is the difference between Christians who are walking in the flesh, means that they're walking in the carnality of their mind, which it refers to in other parts. But that means that they're, they're, they're um, reading the Bible from an intellectual point of view, and then they're making their religious view about it. And that doesn't get anybody anywhere. You have to be born again and you should be reading the scriptures as the spirit uh, reveals the truth that's in them. Yeah. 
episode. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And I think the other thing that's really important for the listener to think about too, is that God's not the one who's seated on the throne at the time of judgment. Jesus is. And I never knew that coming into this. I thought, oh yeah, God's going to be the one to judge me, but he's also not going to judge you, meaning Jesus, based on all the good things you've done, the people you've helped, the donations you've given out, Mm. the time you've spent, you know, how Mm. you saved or helped or whatever you've given in in your life. He's going to judge you based on the commandments Mm. and he's going to judge you based on your obedience above all else. And, and these are, this is one of the things that Mm. when I first realized this, it was shocking because I was like, Oh, I'm in like, I'm in danger right now. (laughs) I'm in danger. And for uh, primarily everyone who listens to my podcast is uh, spiritual And I think what's really important is that as you become spiritually led, you have to understand the source of what you are connecting with. And anything that is not of God through Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. is of the enemies. It is of his jurisdiction. And this isn't isn't just my opinion or Alan's opinion. Mm -hmm. This is truth. There is one who created the world and there is it is more mm. of a phenomenon that nothing created everything than to just simply accept mm. and believe that God created it all. And I love that mm. as you go out into the world and you help to do your best to educate people on the standards of today, because we all know how misguided our society is, whether especially through the media, corrupt in mm. our own morals and our standards, and we lead emotionally versus, you know, um, uh, factually, right, and and what we do, Alan. I'd love for you to end off with um, just sharing from your understanding and, and scripture, of course. Why? How do I want to word this? As we allow our, as we open ourselves up to Christ, as we walk more obedient to God's word, as we begin to learn that. The plans for us are not of our own choosing, but they are of God's destined for us or destiny for us. Mm. Why above all else is it important to build that relationship with Jesus, with God through the word each and every day of our life? Yeah, that's a a good question. Uh, Because Jesus says, we'll be saying to people who are left behind after the rapture, this is the Christian's, I never knew you. And, of course, he says elsewhere, my sheep know my voice and they hear me and they follow me. Okay, so this is a, represents a personal relationship with Jesus where, um, look, um, I know that Jesus has often led me into different churches for one person who's prayed to him. Mm. So, in other words, um I've come into a church and I might be there for a few weeks because, you know, I'm there. But during that time, I make myself known to other people and I share my faith sometimes. And uh, then sometimes you come up against one person and then you think, you, you share that message, you know, you try and encourage that person. And when you come out, you realize, hey, that's the person Jesus wanted me to speak with. And um, that's happened on many occasions when I've visited churches 
And so it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing where Jesus is uh, encouraging me to go into a church. And sometimes there's even been churches. I think, I don't want to go into that church. That church preaches heresies. But then you get that uh, unction. It's in the old King James. It talks about the unction of the Holy Spirit. And you think, oh, well, all right. Look, I'll go along to see what it's like, you know. And uh, you meet up with that person. So this is really what... Um, Walking in the spirit is is hearing the voice of God, and I'll tell you one one time. And my my lovely wife, she's my third wife. Uh, she, her, and I are, are like um, you know, hand in a glove. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one there was one time we don't have too many differences, but one time we did have a, a little difference. And then I and I heard, uh, I don't hear from God, but it's an impression I get on my spirit when He speaks. And in that impression, all He said was, "Go and buy some flowers." And yeah. I thought, "How lovely!" I, I and I thought, "I never thought of that," you know. And I did, and it was wonderful, you know. When you do hear from God uh, in that way, which is an impression on your spirit, it's not a it's not an audible voice. I've I've heard heard that voice on several occasions, but there's only two or three. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. Um, but you know, when you are doing the will of God, and this is this is another scripture: He that doeth the will of the Father, the same is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Meaning your brethren in heaven. Okay, so the whole aim here is to do the will of God in heaven. And um, and then we know that we have a seat seated or located next to Jesus because uh, he he shares his father's throne and there are seats available for us to share Christ Jesus's throne. And so that's what my aim is now. And I'm trying to encourage people to um, truly become born again, walk in the spirit and uh, to do the father's will. Amen. Amen. Oh, so good. Well, Alan, thank you for doing this work. It is so needed in our world. And for anyone who feels like it's a lot, it is a lot, but it's worse to not dive into this and breathe this and eat this and understand this than it is to just avoid it and ignore it. So Alan, I want to thank you again so much for choosing to be here with us today. And we're going to make it super easy for everyone to find you in the show notes. I'm going to have a couple of your podcast episodes linked below so you guys can learn more about being born again and hear Alan's testimony. And then, of course, his website as well. So thank you so much for being here. This was absolutely a treat. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's been a really tra- a real good treat for me too here, Riley. Uh, this is the first ever uh, interview that I've had online like this, and uh, I hope to find a few more if I can. So God bless you, and thank yeah. you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found the faith and encouragement you needed to rise up and conquer. I am on a mission to impact 500,000 women with this work, and I need your help to do it. If you could leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, I will be forever grateful. Remember, Jesus is the only name that can conquer all darkness, and it is up to you to choose him daily so that you can live a purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life too.